Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where the goal is to provide you tips and tools to create and execute your business plan for success. Welcome back to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show. My name is Allison Turner. The purpose of the show is really to showcase other entrepreneurs on how they got their start, you know, what challenges they've had, what successes they've had, what's worked for them in hopes of educating someone that maybe wants to start a business or is new to business. And even people that have been in business for a long time, because I find I have been in business for nine years and I still learn from uh, most of my guests as well. So enjoy. Today, I'm super honored to have someone that I've been on his podcast. I, I can't remember what year, if it was last year or the year before. <laughs> All the years are running together right now. But uh, Aswan Cruikshank of Make Your Move, Make Make Ya Move, excuse me. Um, and super honored to have you here. Thank you for joining me today. Great to be here, Allison. And it was not even, it was probably yeah, just approaching the year mark. Okay. called the Move Swiftly podcast. And she absolutely, just for you listeners, I'll just get get it off the get it out the way now. She absolutely killed it. Brought it, <laughs> brought the energy, did her thing. <laughs> yeah. Now you and I met, I know, in a networking event here in uh, where I live in Delray Beach, and you were one of the vendors. And I know you're an author, a podcaster. You at the time, I think, were in the process of kind of launching the business uh, a little more fully. Um, through the books and the podcasts and everything. So where are you now with everything? As I know we haven't, we, we connect through chat sometimes, but we haven't really seen each other for a little bit. So I'd love to have an update on kind of what you're doing and how you're moving forward right now. Yeah. So when we met, I had just put out my second book titled Make Your Move, which is a unique look into boxing, dance and entrepreneurship. And I was just trying to get those books sold, you know, going through the process of getting a second book out. It's it's very challenging to figure out who you want to work with and how you want to kind of posture and position your book. So I was just getting started as a teacher at a learning center. Um, since that time, I've switched centers and I'm now working at a center named Creative Center of Education, which is very, very much up my alley because since that time I put out two other books one's a coloring book and the other the most recent book well the coloring book is named the move swiftly coloring book basically basically the same acronym that i came up with and now putting it into the format of a, of a kid and the the recent book the most recent book is called the six figure athlete turning your skills into cash that is a co-author book that i have recently come out with and you know, all four of them have the same kind of theme in terms of sports marketing, using sports. I'm a former football player, a former high school football coach. You know, I've dived into a ton of stuff when it comes to football. That's how I learn my left and my right. So everything I write about is really taking the lessons I learned on the football field and applying it to business and teamwork and how to teach people how to run a cohesive team. So at the moment, I'm currently at this new center that is brand new. We just opened six months ago. So there's just a lot of opportunities for growth. One of the main things about this center that brought me, that attracted me to the center was that, you know, they make it so kids know how to read from K through 12. And that's the, the main focus. So that's kind of no, update from not, where I was yeah. at, that, um, at that time to now. Just progressing, baby. Yep. 
Well, that's what we all got to do as entrepreneurs, a little bit each day. So, and I know one of the things that attracted, I think maybe had us connected together was that sports tie. Um, you know, I'm a former tennis yeah. player. I taught the sport for many years, uh, played D1 tennis. Uh, I mean, I actually have clients now that are flag football clients. So they do flag football mm -hmm. leagues and flag football tournaments. So I actually have clients on, on the football side of the arena and they do some seven on seven tournaments. Um, so I've learned the seven on seven route and five on five flag <laughs> football stuff, which I didn't know anything mm -hmm. about six years ago or whenever we started. Um, but I think okay. sports is for me is such an important piece of the entrepreneurial journey, at least for me, because you learn so many lessons in sports that you can then use to further your own career. Um, so how, how is football, I mean, you referenced a little bit of it and then obviously how the football theme runs through everything you do right now, but how has that really taken your game to the next level? Um, just understanding what the importance of teammates, you know, I, I was incredibly blessed on two ends. I was incredibly blessed because I played for some incredible coaches. And because I had such great coaches, this is probably the reason I had such great coaches because I had some great, great teammates. I would, I don't know who's listening, but I would venture to say I had the best teammates of anybody could possibly ask for every time. So also one thing I didn't mention, but I do do workshops for a company named Positive Coaching Alliance in which we go to certain high schools and give workshops to high school coaches and high school athletes and things like that. And whenever I address a room full of coaches, I always tell them, look, I won the coaching lottery. You know, I won the jackpot when it came to the kind of men I played for. You know, I started playing at seven years old for an organization named the White Oak Warriors, and they went on to become the only youth football organization to win a national championship at all five levels, from babies to nine to nine year old kids, all the way to the the ones that were getting ready to go to high schools. We won a championship at all five levels, and wow. then I went to play on. I went on to play on a school named Good Council High School, which. Coach, I was coached by Bob Malloy, and he retired, I want to say, about six years ago now with the most wins of any high school football coach in Maryland. And then wow. after that, I went and played at Carson Newman College for a guy named Ken Sparks, who, you know, he, man, he is Carson Newman football. He he was all about <laughs> using football to teach us the, the word of God. He had us, you know, he gave out Bibles and things like that. So we wow. got closer in touch with God there. And my position coach actually was a guy named Carl Torbush, who went on to become a head coach. He was a head coach in North Carolina, a lot of these big schools, and he was really well known. And then I, I tore my ACL. I tore my ACL and I had to move back home and work at a gym. And that's when I started to meet other football players that had kind of gone through the same thing. And it, it started to hit me, Allison, that, you know, this game ain't gonna last forever. You know, you better get a plan B because you're not, you're, I don't care. I mean, we're, we're, we're recording this on a day where even the great Tom Brady had to retire. So if you're a football player listening to me, yeah. uh, your career will end. Your career will end at some point. So uh, after I worked at the gym for a year, I went on and, and walked on at Stony Brook, which was the, the Division One program in which I wanted to be at since I was in high school. And I had a sense of achievement once I got there. And I did two years there and finished off my bachelor's and got into scouting and coaching. And, you know, every, like I said, every decision I made from then, good, bad, has been because I've 
I've I've soaked up so much of what my teammates had. I had some great, great teammates. I probably don't have time to get into all of them, but I had great <laughs> teammates plus the, the, the guidance that I had with these coaches, man, where that, that, that that's what they did. You know, they didn't want another job. Every man that I mentioned just now as a coach didn't want another job. They were in that place where they were kind of in their dream situations and it rubbed off on us as players. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you made an interesting point, you know, your career does end. So whether it's, you know, someone like you who gets injured playing and still in college versus someone like Tom Brady, who has a long, super prosperous career with two different teams and, you know, has established himself probably as the best uh, quarterback ever at this point with his, at least with all the Super Bowl titles and his records and everything you know, your career does end and you have to have, I mean, I think, you know, Peyton Manning has exhibited well, Eli Manning, you know, of what that looks like a little bit after football, but a lot of football players don't because, you know, their main goal is I got to make it. And uh, I just finished, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, uh, Dr. Eric Thomas, you know, that name, the speaker. Oh yes. Yeah. So I just, I just finished his new book that uh, came out recently and I mean, just you owe you or something. Yeah. You owe And he talks about that, you know, how, when he goes into football programs or he, he, you know, does something similar to you, you know, and he, or he works with athletes one-on-one, he's always like, at some point your career will end. It might happen in six months. It might happen in five years. It might happen. I mean, football is a, usually a pretty short, I mean, most players don't play until they're 40 something years old, especially quarterbacks. Um, you know, that's an unusual exactly. Very unusual scenario. So you have to have exactly. that plan B, you know, where you, you know, if you're making these multi-million contra- dollar contracts, you know, what are you saving? What are you spending? What are you, you know, and then like, what's that next step afterwards? And some, you know, I mean, I think Venus and Serena Williams have done a great job or did a great job, you know, when, with their careers where they went to school while they were playing professional tennis, they built businesses while they were playing professional tennis. It, tennis wasn't the only thing they were doing how they did it, I don't know, but you know, because you know, whenever you're in a sport, obviously almost 100% of your time is dedicated to that sport, whether it's your eating habits, your training, your you know, your team stuff, you know, anything you do, you're watching films, whatever you're doing, you know. But I think that's a key point, and then trying to, you know, the way tennis is a little bit different is you were in a team sport, I was in an individual sport, so I bring out a little bit different. I find that I personally bring out a little bit of a different spin on what I finished with. So even I, when I went to college, I was on a team sport. My entire time prior to college was all individual. I mean, the high school tennis wasn't really a big thing for, for me. So, you know, it was all individual. So it was like, where are you? You know, what are you, you know, but it's given me that drive of like, okay, here's the roadblock you run into, you know, with tennis and you practice, 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 and, you know, go over that roadblock and same thing in the entrepreneurial world. Here's the roadblock. Okay, do I need to go through this roadblock? Do I need to go around it? Do I need to take a different path? Whatever it is. So, I mean, I think sports can be a valuable thing. And I mean, your, your last title of your book, what was your last, t- the book that you ch- just brought out, the six figure athlete? Athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that based on some of the college um, naming things that are going on with professional or with college athletes nowadays? 
Well, that was one of the reasons I agreed to do it. So the the book project came about because of a former teammate of mine, a really, really good friend of mine. His name is Taj Deshaun. He actually wrote the forward in my second book, Make Your Move. He at the time, I, I believe he's still with him, but he was the vice president of a self-publishing company named Self-Publishing in 30 Days. And they do a ton of book projects. And he was basically hired to build out a division of athletes, former athletes who tell their stories. So he had messaged me one day asking if I was going to be a part of the project. And this was about a year ago. And I I had just, I was really kind of getting my footing in the education world. Like before, before I became a teacher, I was a trainer. I was a boxing trainer at a company named Nine Round and I was working for the Dolphins. So I was, I was really in fitness and athletics when it came to actual being an educator. It took me some time to figure out what the best way it would be to distribute these books. So it, it became a pretty a solid opportunity for me. Uh, when it comes to the six figure athlete, my chapter in the book is titled make a connection because I go, I go really deep into my time being bankrupt. I lost everything, Allison. At one point I lost literally everything. Car got repossessed and have money to pay my phone. I lost absolutely everything trying to start up this minor league team in ocean city named the ocean city sharks. And I go into the difference between revenue generating and money making business because as an athlete i had no idea the difference between the two and i talk a lot about that in the six figure athlete now that you have the opportunity to make money when you're playing college athletics it, i mean it, it is crucial now to know this language to know i mean if i was playing and i had the opportunity to make money man <laughs> i joke with taj all the time about that i was like yo we would be cleaner because our mindset but we, we weren't allowed to do it back then but no. <laughs> Nowadays, these young kids have the opportunity. And that's why if, if you're an athlete listening, I strongly, strongly recommend you get a copy of the Six Figure Athlete. You can get it on makeitmove.com. It's very, very important that you just understand that it, it really is about a mindset. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I think that the whole entrepreneurial journey, obviously, athletics is definitely about a mindset. But I think the whole entrepreneurial journey is all mindset, you know, just like they said in tennis, when I was growing up, you know, 80% of the sport is really mindset. You know, obviously you have to have the mm -hmm. talent, you have to have the work ethic, you have to have all that stuff. But you know, once you have, like, if you're level that way, the rest is mental. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're going yeah. head to head with this person here and you know, this person here has like the better mental side, and mental toughness, they're the ones that are going to come out on top more times than not. Same thing, you know, in football or whatever exactly. sport, but it's also the same thing in the, you know, the entrepreneurial journey. I mean, you have to have that mindset of, you know, never say die, like, well, what's the workaround? I mean, because stuff comes up just like the yeah. pandemic came up and out of, you know, nowhere, no one predicted yeah. it. You know, you saw restaurants closing, you saw people like figuring out how to pivot, you know, so you saw the ones that mm -hmm. survived figured out what to do and pivot and how to like, yeah, exactly. Think outside the box and make it work mm -hmm. because they couldn't do the traditional way of business, especially if you were in like a different state than where we are, you know, you were in New York, California. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the, the flag leagues I worked in with in California, I mean, they were completely shut down. So like one of them figured out he could go into like a private facility, which weren't, you know, cause a lot of times they would play in public parks, schools, public schools, mm -hmm. you know, so all the ones that were dictated by the protocols of the government, you know, but he's like, 
you know, he figured out he could go around that a little bit with some of the private facilities he could do, you know, so he, but you had to think outside the box of like, okay, how can this continue to work so we can push through Mm -hmm. until things open up again? Um, And, you know, he was able to do it. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's really that heart of an athlete. I mean, he played football in uh, high school and college too. So, you know, it's that heart of an athlete of like, how do you figure that out? And it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't right. have to have the athletic background by any means. Obviously, you and I have that in common, but um, it could be a whole different mm-hmm. ball game. I mean, you could be in the arts, you could be in whatever, you know, as long as you have that something that's fueling you and that drive, right. that's really, you know, what's necessary. Um, so the, the, the passion is key. Man. Passion is huge. Yeah. I mean, you brought up the pandemic and that that is actually when my podcast started. I. I was going to Toastmasters a lot and I'm, you know, working on my speeches. I'm developing as a public speaker and then boom, COVID happened. So I had all these speeches in my head and it's like, all right, well, how am I going to give them to? So I just, you know, hit the record button and now over 300 episodes. Wow. 300. That's awesome. I mean, I've heard that most people don't make over 50, you know, if they get to 50, that's huge, you know, cause I think I'm on 40, I want to say. I think I'm right around 40, like the, the one I'm releasing hopefully today uh, is right around 40, 39, 40, somewhere in there. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, the consistency. Yeah, Go ahead. You, I was just got to say the word. You, you, I, no, I was literally about to say consistency. So yeah, you, you cut me off on that one. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing, like you've done a great job at is, doing, you know, live videos or, you know, videos where you've recorded yourself and posted on whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, wherever else you're posting. I usually see them on LinkedIn, um, you know, but because right. I always stop and listen because I'm like, oh, you know, there he is like doing like, let's see what the message for today is. Um, you know, you're usually walking yeah. along and doing some kind of exercise and I'm like, ah, I should probably do it that way. <laughs> you know, like two, kill two birds with I one listen. stone. I <laughs> I couldn't, I can't take credit for that. I, I honestly no. can't take credit for that because listen, if anyone is listening to me right now, all right, make sure, especially one of the things us as entrepreneurs, we get caught up in is sometimes we feel like we don't need coaching, but I, and you know this, I paid for coaching. I paid to be a part of a mastermind with a yep. guy named Dre Baldwin. And if you, I might've sent you his stuff, but I was, I mean, I mean, I'm getting B-I-T-C, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on him, but I'm getting smacked around. Like he's poking holes in my business. He's scrubbing my Instagram. He's like, you don't have this, you don't have that, you don't have this. And and when I told him, look, I want to be a full-time speaker, he looked at my account. He goes, I see no videos of you actually speaking on camera. And this happened in July. The next day, I was like, oh, hell no. So every day now... Because uh, so actually this weekend I'm going to his live event and I've met him in person once and it, it's so I'm so excited to go to his live event. But, you know, again, I'm sure you'd agree in an entrepreneur is make sure you pay for coaching because it's only so far you can take yourself at yeah. some point. You got to find someone that's going to pull out the, the the baseball bat on you and say, hey, you, you are not even close to where you need to be. So, you right. know, the video started from a place where it's like, wait a minute, I, if somebody else is out there doing it, I need to be doing it. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, I think that's one of the things. Yeah, that's one of the things, you know, when I decided in 21, 2021, I'm like, oh, it might be good to speak more, you know. So that's when I joined Toastmasters, like you you were in Toastmasters. Uh And then that's where the podcast came out of. And originally, when I started this podcast back in 2020, it was just me. 
speaking with only audio and I was mirroring it off a business coach up in Ohio that I sometimes would listen to his podcast and they were short, you know, 10, 12 minutes. He would do it every single day. I was like, how does this guy do it every day? I mean, it's just audio. It wasn't That's video, it. but it was every single day. The guy had done, I don't even know how many thousands of these stupid things. I don't know if he's still doing them or not, but, and he would just liken like normal experiences to business. Like <laughs> he's like, Oh, I was in mm -hmm. church and this happened. And then like, he would, pull it back into the business world. And uh, he had like a really good way of doing it. So when I started the podcast in 2020, because I saw the opportunity from the business coaching perspective of there's going to be a lot of new businesses coming out. Now this pandemic hit in March, there's going to be these opportunities, you know, people losing jobs, they're going to have to start, you know, some of them are going to start businesses, there's the opportunity. So I started and I did like five or six episodes. And it was a struggle for me just to get out <laughs> one, uh, one a week. Mm -hmm. And it was like a short 10 minute, I mean, I wasn't even on video. So there was no way in hell mm -hmm. I would have done video back then. Like no way in 2020. Yeah. So yeah, so then, you know, fast That's forward. That's me when I started off. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was incredibly challenging. But, you know, again, it's, it's, I can't tell you the point. That's why I'm, I'm so appreciative of, of you and just having me on. Other entrepreneurs need other entrepreneurs. Just put it that way. It's very important that we don't, yes, we're going to compete, but we, we got to, make sure that we have a community just like i went to the networking mm -hmm. event it is so important that we're around other people with that energy because there's such a small percentage of people that right. first of all even want to be an entrepreneur secondly the the ones that actually are willing to go through what it takes <laughs> and then still say they want to be an entrepreneur and then the ones that actually become full-time entrepreneurs that is such a, a rigged process so the support man the support I, I can't tell you how important how much how imperative the support is, man. Right. No, I mean, it is. And I think, you know, if you come from the place where there's plenty of business for everyone, I mean, we met with, I mean, we, you know, I do business coaching, but I also own a marketing company. So like we met with this other um, person that owns a marketing company in the same area. And I mean, there's plenty of business. Like we're, we were talking about how could we potentially collaborate, you know, and make each of our brands stronger. I mean, that's what we were coming from, you know? So I think that's the important right. thing. And like you said a minute ago, like education. So whether you're working with a coach, whether you're going to conferences, I mean, I was just at Grant Cardone's uh, business bootcamp conference. Uh, not oh, last man, week. yeah, nice. Yeah, down in Hollandale. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I got a ton out. Like, So, I mean, it actually forced yeah. me to kind of think through some things because, you know, A, you're around other people that are leveling their game up. So it's you're in that mm -hmm. room with all these people. Then you're talking to, I mean, I talked to somebody that was creating from Europe that was creating a, um, uh, compound that was, would replace cement. Like, he's like, yeah, we're <laughs> testing it now. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm talking to this guy and he's like, yeah, we're in the testing phase, you know? And then the next thing is going to, we're going to be building a house with it. And, uh, you know, yeah. and then, and after that we'll start marking, you know, assuming all goes well with this whole testing thing. I mean, that's what he was, uh, he's like, you know, I'm <laughs> just like, I'm like, where'd you come up with that? <laughs> You know, I'm just trying to get a patent on it and all this stuff. It's yeah. amazing, man, to, to know that that's how it works. And and it's also sad sometimes to think about the way some folks look at entrepreneurs as like sketchy, like though as salespeople, the, the bad rap that we get sometimes. But it, it it's amazing to know that everything that people enjoy in this world has made has been made because of an entrepreneur. And if you, if you rest in that kind of in that mindset, then you won't have to worry about the, the naysayers and things like that. Well, and if you look at the numbers, it's more small business mm -hmm. owners than anyone else. It's just people don't realize 
that it is because you've got an Amazon out there, you got a Walmart, you got a Walgreens, you got, you know, I mean, you have the big box stores that probably started mm-hmm. as a entrepreneurial venture. I mean, Amazon, I mean, when it came out, was just uh, books, <laughs> you know, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Bezos has built it into this thing, like where he's in everything, like grocery store, you know, and what was the most recent thing he just brought out? Um, in Whole Foods. In LA, I work out at LA Fitness every morning. He's got a locker, Amazon Hub locker in LA Fitness. He's got one in uh, gas stations. I mean, the man, I, <laughs> a funny story too, because I, you know, I sell my books on my website. And I was, I remember I was with my niece one Christmas and I was, you know, trying to get some, some business generated. And I'm telling them, look, buy the books off makeitmove.com. Don't go to Amazon because Jeff Bezos makes enough money. And my niece goes, who the heck is this Jeff Bezos guys? You keep talking about him. So my sister, points, my sister points to the Amazon book and she's like, look, go pick up that book on Amazon and um, but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you, but when he started that venture, you know, it was nowhere mm-hmm. near where it is today. And, you know, he's obviously continued to build, continue to build and, you know, continues to innovate what he's doing. You know, you never would have thought that I would have thought he would have just stayed in books. I mean, I didn't, I didn't anticipate him going to, you know, cause he knocked borders out. He knocked uh, Barnes and Noble out. You know, there's still a few Barnes and Noble stores around, but you know, he bought, knocked out the in-person bookstores now you can just go on you know you could get online and like order the book and it could be there and at that point it went in next day went in prime yet you know it was just like it'll be there in a couple of days you don't even have to leave your house you know yeah, that was a novelty yeah. then and now especially after the pandemic now you have the real novelty of everyone you know, used that and so they elevated and continued to innovate um so yeah but I think, you know, that's what it is, is you have to continue to innovate, you know, just like you change jobs and it's because you saw the new opportunity at the place you're at now mm-hmm. and saw how that could then take you to the next level and your, use your skills more effectively um, mm-hmm. to really help them grow, too, you know, and then right. then you got to figure out where the next step mm-hmm. is once, you know, down, beyond that. <laughs> so what are you thinking? Because I know you do the speaking, does the speaking drive a lot of your business? It does. Uh, the speaking um, and also boxing lessons, I still can do those. I can still do boxing lessons. And when, I, when speaking is very broad. So when I say speaking, it's more on the workshop basis, figuring out where someone is now and then how we can improve. So okay. in terms of what drives the business, it's the workshops. Like keynotes, I'm open to doing keynotes. I'm open to like just going and giving a speech. But, you know, you can go see a motivational speaker and it could be like a sugar rush. Eventually you want to get to a point where you're actually helping people get to another level. And that's where the the boxing and speaking are kind of in my categories. Because with boxing, that helps kids with every sport. It helps from a fitness standpoint. It helps from a cardiovascular standpoint. And then with the workshops, you're actually helping people to, to get to another level. So, yeah. And I think even boxing can do that because it also helps from a confidence standpoint, especially if you've got a kid that doesn't is not maybe naturally athletic or gifted or whatever. And like as they continue to do that over and over, then you he he or she builds those skills and then builds confidence and like, oh, maybe I can do this. You may not be a Muhammad Ali, but that's not what they're there for right. usually, you know. So right. yeah, I mean, they, I mean, I they think can that, be used to five. 
I've dealt with women that have been in abusive relationships and they learn the boxing skill and then the confidence grows and things like that. So it, it crosses over into, you know, like I said, I'm sports guy, I'm a football guy, but it, it crosses over into so many aspects of life that, it, man, I, I could probably talk for hours on these things. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you and I could probably carry that conversation for hours. Um, yeah, for sure. So what have been your greatest challenges in your journey so far? Just not, uh, I believe not enough people know who I am. You know, when you're out here doing something that is not, that most people don't do, the, the more challenging thing is figuring out how you're going to generate repeat buyers, repeat business and, and find your tribe. It, it's like, I went to two, three or four years ago, I went to see Tony Robbins at a Unleash the Power Within, like I was telling you about. And the yeah. one thing I noticed is he has like a tribe of people, even when I would talk to them. I mean, these are people that I swear by him. I know someone that paid almost $10,000 to go to his business mastery. And he's, he told me that it almost led to a divorce. Like he was almost willing to give up his marriage <laughs> just to see Tony Robbins. And, you know, again, am I going to get to a Tony Robbins at one point? That's the plan. But when you see how he started and you see the the fact that he has like really loyal people, I think the challenge is how do you establish a tribe of people, focus on that niche of people and then move from there. Yeah. And I think it's also recognizing it's little steps at a time because I, you know, the, one of the challenges yeah. and that's another thing that athletics helps teach, you know, because you don't just get from, you know, you started football at seven and then go to play college. I mean, obviously you had incremental growth throughout all the years of you playing football and same thing with me, mm -hmm. you know, and I think sometimes it can, and that's a challenge in athletics where, you know, if you want to perfect your forehand, well, you want it now. So, I mean, some athletes just go on the court and like, <laughs> like 8,000 forehands in a row and like until they get what they want, as long as they're doing the right thing. Um, but I think that's one of the biggest challenges in the entrepreneurial journey is, you know, it's small incremental steps. So you may start a business and you may see, since you came from nothing, you know, you may see this and then it may be here, it may come back down a little bit. It may come, you know, like it's always, it's always going to be that up and down movement, just like athletics right. is. And right. you have to, you know, it's slow incremental growth. So most companies are not going to just go from here to like, you know, way up here. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, you hear a lot of the stories on social media or, you know, people sponsor those ads like, oh, come a multimillionaire overnight. Well, no, not really. You know, like like you said, it's you don't how do you build that tribe? Yeah. So you may all of a sudden mm -hmm. spike at some point. And so it looks like you became, you know, the multimillionaire overnight. But right. in truth, you had like 10 years before yeah. that, that you were building that tribe. <laughs> you know, you were building until you hit yeah. that point where it's like, oh, possessed. They don't see me sleeping out of a vehicle. They don't see those years. They see the end result. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, when I was at Cardone's business boot camp, they showed an interesting comparison since we're talking about speaking and, you know, going live and being in front of people and building that um, audience and building that tribe. He said, you know, when he, and he showed his revenue. So he had one chart that showed revenue and they had one chart that showed his um, movement on social media. And how much he was on social media. So, and they literally correlated like identically. So like, you know, it was like, yep. you know, they would slowly go up, but he wasn't on social media a lot in his, like say nine years ago or, you know, 
And it was, you know, they would go up a wow. little, they come back down. And then all of a sudden when he really committed to social media and being on there all wow. the time, that struck up and then <laughs> the income and the revenue stream went up with it. Wow. Because it's all about promote, wow. promote, you promote. Just, you know. You just taught me something. I I would think it's not, yeah, you just taught me something. I wouldn't I would think it's the opposite. Because sometimes I think social media could be a distraction, but when you look at it from that lens. Man. Yeah, I'll have to yeah, find that. I think I have pictures of the, uh, I have to look at my phone. I think I have some photos. If I find them, I'll send them to you of like the two graphs. Cause yeah. I was like, and maybe in the, we had a, got a book. So I have to look at the book at my house. Um, um, because it was fascinating to me, but I mean, it was, it was so interesting just to see because, you know, he's all about promote, promote, promote and promotion. Just like Tony Robbins, just like, you know, all of them are in that same, you know, you always see the ads for, I mean, I see the ads for Cardone. I see the ads for Tony Robbins. I see the ads for some other big name business coaches that are out there, you know, that maybe I've looked at something of theirs like once, you know, all of a sudden I'm in their ads, you know? So I think that's, it, it was really interesting to see. So, and what have been your greatest successes so far today? Uh, the greatest successes. Oh man. I, I just love the fact that, I'm able to be at a center that is really focused not on the public school. I think just getting away from that public school system. When I when I first graduated from Stony Brook, you know, I got a lot of pressure to go and take the normal public school route and go coach high school for 40 years and, you know, go teach. And, you know, it was tempting, but, and, you know, obviously when you're young, you get these salaries that are thrown at you, but I really wanted to create something different. So the greatest success is, first of all, being in South Florida, which is a long way from Maryland, and I'm absolutely loving it, all of the Latino women and all that. Um, but furthermore, <laughs> furthermore, the series, though, just being being in a center that or be, having the mindset of, you know, just have a kid think differently. I mean, I, I we could we just finished up. We could talk about it every day in terms of how important it is for us as adults to show kids that there's just something different than the average system that has been the biggest success yeah and i think when we can hit kids early you know mm -hmm. however that is you know i worked in social services right out of college and i worked in a domestic violence shelter for example and i saw you know these mm -hmm. women would come in they would go back to the abuser they'd come back you know so it was always that cycle you know the abuser would apologize, I'm going to be different, things are going to change, they go back and I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, we could just affect the kids. Like, you've got to start with the kids mm -hmm. because unfortunately, and I'm not saying write the adults off, but, you know, unfortunately, if you've been through violence in your childhood and then you continue and then you like marry someone or get in a relationship with violence, that cycle, you know, that's what you know is that cycle, you know, or whatever, yeah. the, yep. whatever it is. And so if we can affect yeah. the kids positively, early on, you know, like you're doing, then now they grow up to be healthy, healthier adults and they pass that on to the future generations too. You know, and I right. think that's, that's like, a key. just showing them a different way, you know, just yeah. doing our part, just showing them a different way. Because again, we, we can't, I mean, we, we can't solve the problem that they're going through at home, but we could do our part. Just like I was talking to you about my coaches earlier, just knowing that there's another adult that exists that is somewhat productive, you have no idea the way a kid may internalize that. I mean, there are kids coming up to me now that I, I've only been here a month that 
they're saying things to me that I would have never, I mean, they're mocking me already. I, there's certain things, they're surprising me on certain mornings. And, and that's really what it's all about because it, it's not, it, if you're in it for the money, I'm telling you right now, you're just in the wrong business. You got to be really in the business of changing lives every day, every moment. Well, and I think that's any entrepreneurial journey you go into. I mean, people get mm-hmm. into something for, you know, they don't have a passion for it. They just want, they saw their friend, you know, open this kind of company and they were, that friend was passionate about what they were doing, but they're like, oh, well, he made all this money. So I'm going to open the same kind of company. I have zero passion for that business. And then they wonder why their business fails. Well, you don't have any passion for it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, your passion exactly. translates exactly. into what you do and how you do it and you know, that message is so important to, to the clients, you know, or, or, you know, the kids you're working with, you know, if you have the passion, then mm-hmm. everything else is easy. And it's not like work, you know, so you're not like, right. oh, I have to go work today. I can run my business today, exactly. you know, like, <laughs> then you're really in the wrong thing. So, you um, yeah. So what's next for you? Like, what's, what are the next, the next moves? Oh, man. The next move is something called, uh, I'm announcing it, I'm decreeing and declaring it right here, Allison. All right. The Move Swiftly Marathon. The Move Swiftly Marathon, oh. all right? At the moment, I am, I'm going to be doing my first half marathon, and then I'll be training for a full marathon. So what I want to do is I want to put on a marathon in which it will be a business conference attached to a marathon where you invite people out, you invite a coach and a business some type of a business sponsor for an actual conference. And then that Sunday, I want to have a marathon where they put a team together and that team runs a marathon. And then the winner gets like 50% of the prize money. And then the other 50% goes back into the youth center. So that the, okay. the next thing that like the main way I'm living is going to be through the move swiftly marathon. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yes. I've never, yeah, I've never tried the marathon. I, that's not on my list to do. <laughs> I'll support you. Well, that's what I'm saying. The thing is, it's so the way, no, you don't have to run the marathon. So it'd be 26 people for team. So let's say you want to run a mile and give it off to a mile, 26 people, something like that. So you you don't have to run the full marathon unless. Okay. Unlike you, it's training for the marathon or the half marathon. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, that's what I'm saying. I can't, I can't promote it if I haven't ran a marathon myself. Like I can't really win and do it if I haven't put it on myself. Yeah. Stuff works. Yeah. No, I think that's, it's cool. Um, yeah. I know Jack and I have talked about Jack being on the music side. So this is, you know, a little different on the, than the athletic side, but we've talked about potentially doing yeah. like uh, something has got talent, you know, kind of like what they do and on TV and doing something that benefits a, you know, one charity, like usually probably a kid's based charity in the local area. Right. Um, you know, and kind of creating that show, you know, where they have like auditions and they'd have like, you know, the kind of the levels and the final round and, you know, really promoting and getting sponsors, things like that um, for the same kind of benefit as what you're talking about, you know, affecting the kids positively. And then, you know, also part of our business, you know, being the music side launching, you know, maybe it's someone that needs we could record an album in here. We could do, you know, different things that on the music side where they could get that as like part of their, you know, prize. We got, we got the people connections for that actually here. So we had, a, we just had a, a high school come in and do a, a, like an art show. It was a dance. They'd had a couple sing. And 
supremacy. They, 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 we, we do stuff like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll stay in touch for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So any more books coming out? Uh, uh, the plan is to do one more, which is, uh, here's the crazy thing. I had my memoir ready before all of the four out. So the actual memoir will be out. It'll be my fifth, probably my final one when it's time, when I really feel like I, I can really become a new, like when I can become Stephen A. Smith, that's when you hear the memoir. When I have the book I'm reading right now, and, man, <laughs> I mean, the stuff he's putting in that is crazy, but that the memoir is, is, is it's just in manuscript form now, but okay. I don't have the, I don't think I have the following yet to drop it. Yeah. Well, when it's ready and when it's, when it's time and it will, uh, it'll be ready. You know, yeah, I, I plan on doing the, the um, the the traditional publishing route with that one because the first okay. four were all self-publishing, and finding the 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 marketing for that is a is a process in itself. So the traditional publishing route is probably what I'll be focusing on with that one. Well, so. Yeah, and you get if you have the following at that point, then it'll be a lot easier to go on the traditional publishing route. Exactly. You know, it's, it's support is what you really need. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I always ask, you know, towards the inter end of my interviews, like I always ask a the same question of everyone. And that question is, if you were going to give one tip to someone who wanted to start a business, could be any kind of business that maybe either you knew when you started and, you know, it's really helped accelerate your career or maybe you learned along the way. And once you learned it, you're like, oh, you know, it made it and maybe not an easier journey, but uh, you could accelerate a little faster. What would that be? Two words. Be yourself. That's it. Uh, I don't think I've had that one. Be like yourself. That. Be yourself. Be yourself. It's so many, and I've, I've heard Robert say this from Shark Tank. So many people get into business for the semantics and the logos and the fancy uh, the fancy slogans and the commercials. And so many people do it the wrong way. But if you just be yourself, and you yeah. have a you have a personal problem. Every person is be themselves and they have personal problems. Fix your problem. I started Gym 44 because I was working as a scout and I was working at a gym. I just fixed the problem. Start a gym in which athletes can come to. Yeah. Be yourself and fix a problem. And on some level, you're always going to be okay. Even if it yeah, makes I, no money, you're at least be yourself. Right. Right. Which then We wanted to make money, though. Well, yeah, exactly. yeah, let me say that we do. We're actually, yeah, yeah, we don't want to like do something for free. <laughs> but, but no, I think I, ha I had that problem for a couple of years. I did. I had that problem because I was, <laughs> I was, it's so into it. I was literally just doing stuff for free. Yeah, at some point you gotta like know what you're worth. So right. Um, and if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, learn more about either your books or your podcast, what's the best way to reach out to you? The main website is makeyourmove.com. That's M-A-K-E-Y-A-M-O-V-E.com. And if you Google the name Aswand Crookshank, you will see a ton of stuff. I am all over the internet. There's a new yeah. YouTube video coming out every single day. Uh, I put it all on social media, so I'm very, very accessible. And LinkedIn is the same name. Yeah, I did see. I, I actually did Google. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of content here. I was like, I was I'm scrolling you, through. I, again, I got to thank you guys all for that. So, you know, it's definitely a lot of stuff now compared to when we first met, for sure. 
And thank you everyone for joining us today on the Dream Plan Start Grow show. Again, I love working with startup companies and people that maybe want to start a business. So if you have any questions for me, you can go to my website at dreamplanstartgrow.com. <clears throat> I do offer a complimentary consultation. So please take me up on that. All the podcast episodes are there along with some other videos as well. And I look forward to seeing everyone next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.